Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, babe, you're listening to episode 65 of the Beam Life Podcast. I am so happy you're here. I am literally obsessed with this week's guest, Jess Lee. She is incredible, full of energy, and so many great little tips on how we can travel confidently and safely as women solo. Yes, I said it, traveling solo. So I am just so enlightened and feel excited about my adventures this year. I definitely think you will be too to know that it's not like on the movie Taken and that we are going to be kidnapped. In fact, traveling solo can be, um, you know, help us further that journey of self-discovery. Jess Lee is a travel coach based out of Boston, Massachusetts, and she helps her clients learn how to plan their own trips through one-on-one coaching, consultations, and online programs. She is a certified language teacher with a master's degree in education and a passion for teaching women how to travel confidently, safely, and through the lens of cultural immersion. You are going to love this conversation, especially if you love traveling as much as I do. So babe, let's get this party started. Hey, Jess. How's it going, girlfriend? Hey, girl. I'm doing good. How are you? So good. I have been like stoked for this conversation because not only have I like vibed with you since I found you on Instagram, but also I'm obsessed with travel and I know this community is too. So I'm excited to soak up your knowledge and your energy and just take it with us into the new year. The vibes are mutual. The energy (laughs) is reciprocal. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So before we kind of dive deep into all the good stuff, tell the listeners just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So thanks. My name is Jess. Um, I am a travel coach at the Wander Word. And what I really do is help people align their life goals with their travel goals. So Everybody has travel goals. Everybody has life goals, but not too often do we combine those things together so that we can have amazing trips that lead us to those kind of breakthrough moments that we might otherwise not be able to encounter if we stayed in our same like stagnant environment. Um, So that's predominantly what I do. And I am also a full-time high school teacher (laughs) as well and a, a language teacher too. Yes. A woman with multiple facets and offering her gifts to all of us on the daily. I love it. Take it Um, all. (laughs) So before I had met you and we had kind of like our pre-call chat or pre-pod, you know, chat or whatever you want to call it. I never even knew that like a travel coach existed. I think it's probably the coolest thing ever because you're right. Mm -hmm. Aligning our goals and then 
actually like checking those items off our bucket list and doing yes. it with intention is really special. And we don't always know how to do that or even that we can do that. So how did this come about for you? I know that mm-hmm. you also have shared with me, you've gone through a lot of personal obstacles, struggles, and, um, whatever you're open to sharing with us. Um, I would love for you to open up about and kind of tell us how this came about. Yeah. So it's been a journey. I think that life really is the journey and never a destination. We're kind of in this constant state of like evolution. Um, and, a lot earlier in my evolution, I was somebody who was really, um, I had low self-esteem, if any, um, I suffered from depression. Um, I mean, it never goes away, but you know, unmanageable. And I was involved in a lot of different types of relationships that were really detrimental to, um, my physical health, my mental health, um, my spirituality. And I was kind of just in this really lost place and um, you know, what, what happens when that happens is that you can find yourself in almost dangerous situations. And that's what happened to yeah. me. Um, I found myself in an extremely abusive marriage, physically abusive, mentally, um, financially, all of the different types of abuse that you could have in any relationship existed in this relationship. Yeah. Um, and I got married relatively young, so I didn't, I, f- I feel like my evolution was stalled, um, And so, you know, and if anyone's listening and you're in that same situation, um, proof that you can end it, um, you don't have to wait until it gets that horrible either. I think a lot of people, um, will let things kind of go by and say, oh, well, they're not doing this to me, so it's okay. And they're not doing that to me. So that's okay. And I was the same way. I waited until it became physical, um, at no fault to my own, but it really did make me suffer a lot more than I actually needed to, or, or had to at that time. Um, and I waited until there was a moment where I thought that maybe I was going to die. Um, and I decided to end it at Mm. that time. So at that, so that's why I say that you don't have to wait until that moment happens. Um, and again, I think a lot of people do because you just become so helpless. Um, and this can happen to anybody but it, it can happen maybe more easily uh, if you don't have that self-care, that self-love, that self-esteem, that is, you know, a full-time job to curate that within yourself. Yes. It doesn't just happen automatically. Um, so what does that have to do with traveling and travel coaching, right? If everyone's listening, like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, okay, thanks <laughs> for sharing your story and everything, Jess, and, and thank you. But Um, so right after that happened, I, um, wanted to travel again because it was a big part of my life before that, but part of the abuse was controlling my ability to travel. Mm, Um, and so once that ended, I wanted to take a trip with my bestie, we planned it and everything. Um, and then she bailed last minute. And at the time I was really upset, but now I see that it was like a gift. Yeah, it was like disguise. a sign from the universe. Totally. Yeah, it totally was. And so um, I ended up going alone and it was a three week trip. And I had, I had traveled extensively before um, and, and lived abroad and, um, but never this kind of like solo trip. Um, and it just brought me back to myself. I was mm. so far away from who I really was. And from what I really wanted and what my energy really was, that 
it kind of made me realize that. And I started to also realize at the same time that I could kind of crawl back to myself. And that initial trip was the beginning of that slow crawl, (laughs) but movement uh, forward. And so, you know, being a, being a travel coach to me means, you know, not necessarily having to have that type of situation for me to help you, but, um, learning how to align any type of life transformation, big moment, um, goals that you've struggled to maybe achieve on your own and aligning that with travel and using travel as a vehicle through which you're able to attain those goals. Um, so that's kind of how it, how it happened. And also feeling really closed in by the four walls of my classroom and wanting to, um, expand more the travel aspect and the language aspect by starting a business and helping people. So amazing. I love the whole story and I have like a million questions about all of it, Mm -hmm. but first, where did you go on this trip? I want to know that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, sure. So I went to one new place and one old place. I went to Amsterdam. I had never been there before. Um, and Amsterdam is just, it's just a beautiful place and it's a very, um, it's on my bucket list for sure. It's just so chill. Everybody, everyone thinks, oh, you party weed and that. Yeah, sure. If that's what you're looking for, that's what you're going to find. You'll find it. Yeah. But you can find that anywhere. Um, just, just really, um, humbling, humble people, open-minded, open-hearted and and just beautiful, um, clean. And and it's relaxing, even though it is kind of this bustling city as a visitor. Totally. Um, and then I also went to Italy. So I went back to where I studied abroad in Florence. Um, and so that was a really cool moment for me, like a 360 in, in a type of way to come back to the place that I had already spent so much time. Um, but, but hadn't, you know, I had really disconnected with it. Um, so I got to reconnect. So that was really special. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. am so appreciative of your courage to share your story because, um, it's hard to like re bring up some of those things and, um, and then be brave enough Mm -hmm. to share them. Mm -hmm. But I do know you know, the beam life community really well. And there are a lot of women struggling with either abuse in their relationships or abuse from, um, and it doesn't have to be with just like a a spouse or partner. It can be from a sibling, from a coworker period, right? Like abuse is Mm -hmm. abuse. Um, and then the next level is, it starts with that self abuse, which you addressed, Mm -hmm. which it's like, sure just because you, you, um, have low, um, self-esteem or you've lost yourself a little bit, doesn't mean you're going to be abused. However, I like what you said. It opens up the possibility more because we're seeking validation outwardly versus healing and accepting inwardly, um, inwardly. I don't even know if that's a word, but we'll go with it today. (laughs) And so I'm so grateful that you shared that because, um, people need to hear the hard things sometimes too, right? It's not always Mm -hmm. butterflies, sunshine, rainbows, travel, excitement. Um, and, and so you had to do a lot of healing through that process, but through it, um, came everything that you have now, which is so beautiful and inspiring and your mission and passion is like really felt through it. So I think it's great to have an example for women to be able to hear on this podcast, but also see on your Instagram, um, that it is possible to make change. And 
was it scary to make that choice? I want to know. I, you know, it's like, what was your feeling then? Do you remember? Um, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. And I think that's when we kind of have to make the choice to take action, um, and to be ready and, and not force yourself, but kind of just make the decision to be ready. Um, cause think about all the really big decisions that you've ever made in your entire life. Were you ever 100% ready? Like, were you ever 100%? Yes, this is 100% (laughs) the house that I should buy. And this is 100%, you know, the career that I should do forever. And this is 100. There's always going to be some level of doubt or insecurity or, you know, backtracking. Um, So it was really scary. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, this stuff is is hard. It's hard to dig yourself out of a dark place. It is really hard. Um, And so I think that's why a lot of people feel like maybe they can't do it. But just because something's hard, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Um, And, and, you know, on the other side of things, like it's not easy, but it's um, I feel good to share my story because I did the work to heal myself. And Mm. it's also okay to, if you're still in the process of healing, it's okay to not want to share all that. Like I just did, like, that's totally normal. Like it depends on what stage you're at in your healing, how much you're willing to share and how vulnerable you're willing to be, um, with that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that that, um, you know, now looking back on it and knowing the route Mm -hmm. that it was like supposed to be a trip you took with someone, and then you decided I'm going to go solo and, look what came. It was this beautiful, like rebirth moment Yes, and mm-hmm. what two better cities to do it in than being in, or, you know, countries. And, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Hey, Bean Babe. I'm sorry to interrupt this super juicy episode. I know you're soaking up every second of it, but before we get back to it, I want to make sure that you're part of the free beam life text community. It's super simple. All you have to do is text me beam to three, two, three, Six seven three two seven zero nine. That's it. Just text me the word beam to three two three six seven three two seven zero nine. After that, I'll be able to send you pump up texts throughout the week to keep you motivated and truly feel unstoppable. It's also a place where you can send me podcast requests. We can talk back and forth. It's not just a one-way street. And my favorite thing is I get to actually connect with you off of the podcast, off of social media, and it's just me and you being able to uh, hash things out wherever you need support. So I look forward to hearing from you. Text me beam 323-673-2709. Now back to the episode. We just talked about fear and the courage it takes to not only leave the, you know, I just actually did a story about this. I say the comfort of your situation, even though your situation was literally physically hurting you, mentally hurting you, um, in all aspects, it was what you knew. So it was still Mm -hmm. comfortable, you know? So it's like, just because it hurts, you know, doesn't mean that we always decide to leave and that it makes it easy. So you made the decision to, um, you know, call your shot, make this choice, move on. And we're unsure about, um, what was, what would be the outcome. Right. 
And then you go on this um, trip and now you do this for other women. So when you're having these conversations, what are some initial fears that come up for women who are wanting to take these solo trips? Yeah, I think, um, besides the kind of, um, commercialized like safety fears, um, that's always one thing. And that's one of my favorite things to talk people out of too. Um, but I, I mean, think it's, it's not going to be like taken. <laughs> no, my God, please. How many people say that to me? Oh, you're going to Mexico alone. You're going to get taken. Oh, you're going to that. No, it's, you know, <laughs> I mean, depending on where you live in the world, right. Like traveling yes. somewhere else can actually be safer than where you currently sure. live. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of your audience is from the United States. So let yes, me tell yes. you, honey. Okay. Girlfriend that most of the places that you want to travel to are way safer than, you know, downtown LA and, yes. and down, downtown <laughs> Boston and everything like that. Um, totally, so, totally. You know, there's a Good little point. check for you, but yeah. So I think it really is. Um, it's a lot of self-doubt in like being able to even do anything like on your own by yourself for yourself. Um, there's also a lot of um, like fears about outside judgment. Um, oh, my mom thinks I'm crazy. And my dad said I'm going to get kidnapped and um, or, you know, a lot of issues sometimes with significant others, which that can also be kind of like, Oh, all right, let's, this is, yeah, this is a big deal. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's a lot of inner, inner doubt and a lot of outward judgment that people are receiving. Um, and also, uh, on, on just like a travel wise, not really knowing like how to start, like, how do yeah. I plan, how do I plan a trip? Uh, how do I plan it alone? You know, how is it different than, than going to Cancun with my girlfriends, you know, last, last spring, stuff like that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. part of what you do as a travel coach and correct me as I'm if I'm wrong, but you take their goals and kind of, um, you know, you know, their aspirations and do you help them maybe pick a city that would help them get their feet wet and kind of start aligning them with these overall goals or how does that process work? Yeah. So I have a, I have a couple of different like programs and methods. Um, but, but basically just that, um, on our first call, we kind of go over the, what those goals are. And we try to like whittle them down into sentences that are actually like short and easy to say so that it doesn't feel like this big paragraph of things that you have to do and like more pressure. Um, and we really just strip it back and make it like bare bones. And then we'll go into um, the other things that are kind of more like, all right, how much money do you have? How much time do you have? Uh, when can when can you go? And then that way, it's almost like, oh, this is where we're going now. This is, is the destination. Um, and then just subsequent calls to check in, um, depending on what program, also materials, videos online, um, and, yeah. and things like that. But yeah, always starts with the goal, um, the, the life goal. Uh, regardless of, of what program or what situation um, people come to work with me at, uh, it, that's always the first step. Do you have to be an extrovert to do these things? No, no, I, <laughs> I wasn't really, I think part of my like extrovertedness, if we're still not sure we're making up words right? or not, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but it sounds like it might be um, part of that came from proving to myself that I could do things on my own. You know what I mean? So no, you don't have to be an extrovert to travel with other people or to travel by yourself. That's not, um, 
you know, that's not a, like a non-negotiable, definitely not. I was really hoping that that would be your answer because I'm a natural extrovert. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I have a lot of, um, clients for my programs, um, which you help people like travel intentionally and I'm helping people, you know, live every day, wake up intentionally. Right. And so we definitely Mm -hmm. have this fusion and I know we probably talk to similar people and they assume, oh, well, this is just easy for you, Caitlin. And they could probably say this easy for you, Jess, you're an extroverted, you know, this blah, blah. And it's like, well, just because I'm extroverted also doesn't mean that I don't face challenges, but just because you might consider yourself introverted, doesn't mean you can't do these other things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, for all you introverts listening mm-hmm. and you assume that it's just us extroverts, mm-mm, girl, mm-mm. get on that nope. plane. Yep. It's <laughs> true. Your trip. Yeah. So, um, so we talked about like initial fears, but now I want to go like, okay, that's pre-trip. Let's say that now they come back and you have, you know, your check-in calls or check-ins. And I know you're obviously connecting throughout the trip and all that, but what are like the biggest takeaways from women that you hear after they take their first trip solo. What does Mm -hmm. that sound like? They like immediately want to do it again, like right away. It's like, (laughs) it's like directly. They're like, I was on the plane home and I was thinking like next week or not next week, next summer, maybe I'm going to go to Thailand or it's always like, it's like, they realize like, wow, I can do anything. I can go anywhere. It's like, you prove it to yourself in a way. Yes. Introverted, extroverted, whatever. Um, and also, um, you know, just co- we, we always talk about what the goals looked like before and how they kind of like played out during the trip as well and kind of like analyze how that went um, so that they have the, the clarity and also the confidence to like be able to replicate that. Because, um, you know, I would work with my clients forever and ever, but like ultimately the goal of a lot of the work that I do and kind of these of, of one of the spheres of the work that I do is to empower you to do this on your own um, and not need yes. somebody or not forever always need somebody like me to guide you through the entire process. Maybe we right. scale it back and guide you through half the process, but it's always, um, I want to do this again. Um, why was I so scared of something yeah. bad happening to me? <laughs> um, and really usually like, there's always like one moment or one story, um, whether it be, you know, I was just like relaxing at the beach or, you know, I was at a restaurant and this, this lady looked to me and we started talking and I just felt like this and that it's always a story in a moment where they realize like, I am right where I'm meant to be. And the yes. universe is kind of like with me, pushing me along, like cheerleading with me, like things like that. Um, so yeah, so they want to do it again. They're wondering why they were so fearful and had so much self-doubt. And then there's always like an anecdote, a little story that shows that kind of that moment where it all gelled for them. So good. And you know, what's coming up for me, like while we're having this conversation is so many people, I think associate, like, I just got to get out of here. You think of it as like, I'm escaping, but really yeah. kind of from when our conversation, what's coming to me. And I, I don't know if it's the same for you or for other women you help, but it almost seems as though the trips that you help, um, you know, create and curate it's that it's less of an escape and it's more of like a reconnection, yeah. right? It's like, it's actually the opposite. Um, absolutely. And, 
I think that's really fascinating. I had never thought about that before, but really, truly, we don't get a lot of opportunities in our lives where we are disconnected from our daily routines, maybe our partners or our kids or our coworkers mm-hmm. or whatever it is, nosy neighbors, <laughs> you know, the, the daily things and trying new things and being adventurous also doesn't happen very often as adults, right? As kids, we play all the time, but we don't have spontaneity and adventure. And when you're solo, it's like a wide open possibility could be anything. Yep. So I love all this and I'm just totally getting the jitters to travel now. So Ooh, <laughs> well, damn COVID go away. I know. I know it's really cramping my style over here, but don't totally, worry. <laughs> totally. So what are, as we like kind of come to a close, I have two, two things I left, um, to ask you, but what are like the top three places? And I know it totally depends on the woman and what her goals are and time and budget and all that. But in a perfect world, if none of those things were constraints, what are the top three places you recommend women going for their first solo trip? Yeah. So I'm going to keep this probably just in the frame of like, if I'm a woman from the United States, um, I would definitely say Italy for a lot of different reasons. Um, as my first one, because, um, one, they have a really good, uh, tourism infrastructure. So it's a good place to go for solo because there's going to be like a lot of available tour guides and the transportation system is developed and, um, a lot of people speak English. So this is like a really easy transition to a country that you don't speak the language of yet. Um, I can also help and you with that. And the food is but, so good and the people oh, are friendly. Oh God. Yeah. The food <laughs> is great. Um, we could have a whole podcast on Italian food. Yeah, we could. Hey, we can, if you want. Um, and also I, it's not as, you know, it, it, I mean, you know, cost is relative, right. To everyone's situation is different, but it's not as expensive as people like make it out to be. It's really not. Um, when I, the last time I did a solo trip in Italy, I stayed in places that were $40 a night, $50 a night, $70 a night, apartments nice ac everything um and specifically southern italy as well um i would say in in sicily um and then i i like uh i i went to um mexico recently uh and this was not a solo trip but i think um if you like nature quiet and you also like wine Valle de Guadalupe is a great place um, Mm. because it's just a lot of vineyards um, and you can easily like hire a driver for not that expensive, not that much. Um, It's a really easy um, like weekend trip from LA or San Diego. Um, Most of the people that own the vineyards and that are the drivers do speak English. Um, And it's a really relaxing place. There's a lot of really good food. The weather is nice. Um, so I would definitely recommend love there it. as well. Yeah, yeah. Love it so much. Um, I want to go back there so badly <laughs> and I want to, <laughs> and I want to try it out solo too. Cause I was with other people. Totally. So I want to catch the solo vibe. Um, and then also I, I would say, um, probably like, uh, like a bustling major city too. I think if you're somebody who's worried about like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, uh, maybe you're thinking, okay, if I take Guadalupe, sounds nice with my girlfriends like next weekend, but what yes. am I going to do alone? There's nothing, because there's not that much around besides the vineyards there. So I would say somewhere like London or Paris or somewhere that is big, yes. that, that has so many different things. 
you can find a lot of different cultures there too. Like London's great because it's so international. Um, yes. Paris too. It's a very international place. You could find food from all over the world and then use those places as your springboards to, oh, wow, I love that Taiwanese West restaurant in London. I really want to go to Taiwan next time or whatever, you know? So totally. Those are my top three. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, um, yeah, I've been to, I even think I've been to Valle de Guadalupe. I don't remember. Is that like, it's right over the border, right. Of kind of yeah. like a few, like by Rosarito a little bit lower. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's I have like, been there. It's so fabulous. Yeah. I love totally. it. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I stayed at this amazing bed and breakfast anyway, side, it's side, great. side note. So mm -hmm. great. Um, but last thing before I want to know, like also what's going on with you, but before that, on your first solo trip, what is one thing you wish you knew before getting on that plane? Mm. Ooh, one thing I wish I knew. That's a tough one because there's a couple of things. Um, but I think the one thing I, I wish I knew, because I was, I had a lot of anxiety about how I was going to pass the time alone. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. So I wish there was some way for like the future Jess to tell <laughs> past Jess, girl, calm down, like stop, like almost hyperventilating on this plane. Because then once the first, maybe the first day I kind of still felt like that because it was still just really new. Um, but wow. I mean, after I really got into it, the days flew by. I, I filled up my days alone. Yes. It was just, you know, I would blink and it would already be the evening. So I wish that I could have understood that to kind of take away that initial like anxiety. That would have been super helpful. Um, and also something that I always tell people pack as light as you possibly can. Like don't bring anything with you because you don't have anybody to help you carry your things. And if you need to do anything in public with your bag, it's really, you know, annoying. <laughs> yes. So go as light as you possibly can as far as packing. As much as I have traveled because I used to like live on a plane for my last job, I have not quite mastered that. I am the person <laughs> that gets to the thing and they're like, are you moving? Like, oh no, honey. It's just for the weekend. <laughs> no, it's just the weekend. Yeah. I would say capsule, capsule wardrobe, everything matches. I always limit myself yeah. to two, two pairs of shoes, no matter where I'm going, like stuff like that. There are, there are ways, there are ways. I to love do it. it. I love it. Mm -hmm. This is why we have people like you in our life. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what is next for you and the wonder word and all that good stuff? Cause I know you got a course yeah. coming out, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of things are happening. There's so many things. Oh my God. Okay. So let me see. Um, I, as always, um, I do like one-off consultations, um, for your travel goals, for your life goals, or, you know, like if you just want to be like, Hey, can you just look over this itinerary? Like stuff like that, like in a consultation way, um, I do traditional travel planning as well. Um, so, and, and I can also mix in the goals and that that's always really fun to plan it for someone with their goals in mind. Um, and I have two different programs, um, that I will be talking up soon. Um, one is called beyond the bucket list. So that's a program that's a little bit more self-paced where I show you how to plan a trip that's culturally immersive, um, which is something that's very important to me. Um, and then, yeah. so we take you through the whole thing from start to finish, how to plan every single step in the trip. That's kind of like a, a online, uh, like I said, self-paced course. Um, and then I also have another program called the solo traveler system, um, which is, a, which is a lot more high touch. 
um, where we have more, you know, bi-weekly calls and there's also an online component. Um, and that takes you really through the entire pre-trip mindset, goals, making the shift, choosing the destination, um, empowering you to be able to plan and make your own decisions, um, having a call before you go and also having a call yeah. while you're there to check in while you're actually traveling and see, That's you awesome. know, to make sure you're actually doing what you said you were going to do. Cause yeah. sometimes you do kind of need a little bit of that accountability. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, and I also teach Italian, um, as well, uh, privately. Um, but what's next is just deep diving more into the business and, um, tra- trying to travel when we yeah. can, you know, um, hopefully Spain in, in February. And, um, uh, another thing is, uh, leaving teaching is, is something that I'm going to be doing. Um, yeah. so for anyone who's listening and wants to dive into their business and leave their full-time corporate or job or job in education, um, that's something that I'm doing that I, again, I'm really scared. It's not hundred percent, you know, we'll have anything. the follow-up podcast um, when that happens. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm doing it cause it just feels right. And, and that's, that's where we're moving at this time. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am so grateful and I'm going to put all your contact info in the show notes so that people can follow you, soak up all your good stuff, because let me tell you being babes just drop some good freebies and good vibes all over Instagram all the time. So you need to head mm-hmm. over there. You have a website too. Yes. Yep. So we'll link the website and all that kind of good stuff, but thank you so, so, so much. This was a blast. I've learned a thank lot you. and I know this community did too. And we're all ready to take, um, let me know. I'm just going to get the beam life jet and we'll just go. We'll go. We'll be, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Thank you so much too. I had so much fun, Caitlin. And thank you to all the bean babes listening and huge shout out to you guys. All right. Bye girl. Bye. You are the best bean babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another bean babe or post it on social and tag me at the beam life. So I can tell you, thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.